What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday, aka Friday Junior. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Brown Like a Girl, the podcast. It is your favorite girl, Niamani, here with a new episode. So I will be uploading content Tuesdays and Thursdays. However, Tuesdays are solely for my interviews. So that's where I'm just talking to a guest, another woman, another creative who's doing bomb shit. But on Thursdays, I will be talking about topics that I think are important to the social media world, the branding world, the marketing world, whatever you want to call it. But it's just going to be me on here chit-chatting. Be sure if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts that you are giving me a five-star rating. You already know because I'm a five-star chick. And if you're nice, definitely leave me a comment. That definitely helps me and helps my podcast get out there. Um, But if you don't even do that, just share my podcast with someone that you think would enjoy. So nevertheless, let's just jump right in. So today's episode, we are going to be talking about Instagram, the like button, the removal of the like button, or the testing out of the removal of the like button. And what does that mean for the future of social media or the future of Instagram? Are they starting a trend? You know, we're just going to dive right in. So... A lot of people in the U.S., they are just now finding out about Instagram wanting to remove this um, like button, which is kind of funny. I mean, I guess it's not super funny because if you're not, you know, super hip to what's going on in tech, then of course you wouldn't really know what's going on. But Instagram, they've been testing this out for the past year now. Countries like New Zealand, Ireland, Australia, and I believe Brazil, they haven't had the, the, um, the like button for a while now and mixed reviews you know some people like it some people don't like it so in june of 2019 you know the instagram ceo his name is adam mosery mesery i can't pronounce his last name sorry um he was featured on an interview with cbs this morning where he shared that instagram would begin putting likes on private and saying that instagram wants to make people feel good about themselves this past friday he actually went on Instagram and he announced that they will be testing out this action in small portions of the U.S. Um, And again, people have had mixed reviews about this taking place. So a lot of the mixed reviews that I've been hearing is more so why? Why can't I see my likes? Or why can't people see my likes? It's just social media, blah, 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 blah. So this new feature or the hiding of the likes is not going to necessarily affect your, you like you actually seeing your likes. It will just, your users will not see your likes. So for me, say I got a hundred likes on a, a page or on my, um, on my photo, I will be able to still see that. I will still be able to see my engagement. However, those who view my profile or who interact with my content, they will not see that. So for me, I want to just dive right into mental health because that seems like something that is a growing concern and is probably one of the primary reasons as to why people believe that Instagram is doing this. I don't agree. I don't disagree. Um, but yeah, that's just my my little point of view, but we'll see. So I'm going to just say it. We're addicted. We're addicted to our phones. We're addicted to social media. We are addicted to the dopamines that we receive when we, when we receive praise um, for likes, comments, a follow, all those types of things. It's proof, It's a proven fact. You know, they've done studies on this. I don't have no exact statistic, but it's a proven fact that, you know, your brain literally releases dopamine because you receive the like or because you are literally being someone on the internet. It makes people happy. I say that we're addicted 
because literally we're not we're on social media but we're not social people anymore a lot of people are focusing you know you go out you see your friends what are they doing they're on their phone what do we do we sleep with our phones in the bed first thing we do when we wake up in the morning is get on our phones checking our instagram checking our emails not even really tuning in with ourselves before we start our day we're just jumping on this digital platform that's not necessarily even real life so we're addicted um is it our fault <laughs> not necessarily these platforms were strategically curated to be addicting they understand that and i'm gonna say this because they are data collectors and the more data and the more specific information you can receive about your user about your consumer about a consumer the easier it is for companies large companies to collect your data to collect the trends that you have um and the easy it is for them to sell things to you you know that's why we see ads that are specific to our interest um our age groups and the things that we like it's because like i said we're addicted so the more you spend the more time you spend on the internet searching things um, and just putting that information out there and interacting with things that you actually enjoy, the closer that people can figure out what you like and how they can market to you so that they can make more money. Um, these social media platforms were not necessarily created um, with that in mind, but these you know media tycoons, not even these media tycoons, these tech tycoons soon realized that um, digital media or technology in the sense of applications that connect us socially will be able to be utilized to collect data and when you collect data you can sell that data and when you have a lot of data that data is very 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 um expensive or it can be very not even expensive it can be very profitable extremely profitable to many different organizations many different types of people whether it's good or bad but when you have access to all that power and that power being people's information, their personal information, their trends and what they do, what they buy, what they like, it can kind of get deadly. So we're addicted. You know, these platforms were, like I said, like carefully curated to keep us addicted. So it's not our fault. <laughs> so, you know, that's it's not our fault. So for me, my personal experience with social media, I've been on social media since myspace days um i wasn't born into social media like a lot of younger generations are and we'll talk about that in a second but i know a, a world without social media even though it might have been rather brief brief i do know a world without it um and to me i kind of still see that world and i think that's what's helpful to some people who are kind of on the cusp when it comes to when social media started you know getting introduced to us and opposed to those who don't know a world without social media who don't know a world without smartphones who don't know a world where dial-up and floppy disk you know actually were a thing okay so as as you all may know i am a social media influencer and for me i never got on these platforms or on these um i never like went from social media play, like platform to platform in hope of being famous, in hope of having millions and millions and millions of likes. Has that have I experienced a space where maybe I felt that wow, like that didn't get enough likes or that didn't perform well? Of course. We all feel that way. We all feel like, damn, I was a bad bitch in that post. How could I only get six hundred likes when I only when I usually get a thousand likes? It happens. But 
it's life, you know? It's not the end-all, be-all. And I used to beat myself up, especially this past summer, because I knew that my Instagram had, well, not even my Instagram, my YouTube had grown. Like, I have 121,000 subscribers. And to me, I'm trying to understand why um, are my videos not performing well? Why am I not getting the views that I think that I deserve? Or, you know, why is my engagement not equal to how many why isn't the ratio of my engagement from um, actual subscribers and viewers, why is it not weighed, you know, correctly? But I had to really sit down, assess my data. Y'all need to hear these words. Data is key, okay? These likes, these followers, all of that is cute, but the future is data. The future is not likes and followers. So I'm going to just put that out there. But I had to sit down and really assess that, my community was shifting. A lot of people were following me for hair tutorials, but if I wasn't creating hair tutorials, that's not what they came to my page for. Or some people were following me for college vlogs, and if I wasn't creating those type, that type of content, that's not why you know they were following me. So I had to understand that I have multiple groups of people within my larger group of people, um, and that kind of made me feel better, and that also allowed me to re-strategize how I want to curate my content and how I'm going to curate my content, but most importantly, how am I going to make content that makes me happy opposed to make content that is trendy, that is receiving all these likes, that is popular. That's not necessarily my goal. For me, it's impact versus follower count or likes. So for some people, it takes a while to get to that place. Um, it is a numbers game when it comes to social media. A lot of times brands, they only want to work with these top tier influencers who are lacking, I would say, empathy, who are lacking authenticity, who are lacking personality. But that is another conversation for another day. So in 2018, there was a Pew research study and it found that 43% of teens aged 13 to 17 surveyed in the United States felt pressure to only post content that made them look good to others. So you hear that. <laughs> They're not even posting content or wanting to post content that actually makes themselves feel good. No, they just want the likeness of their peers, which is to be expected. I think we forget a lot that the youth, teens, and how impressionable they are and how they feel or how they really crave um, the validation of others. I think we've all been in those spaces, especially in those very tender ages of middle school to high school years where you're trying to find yourself and you're trying to cling to anything or anyone who is popular or who people naturally gravitate to or look up to or are envious of. So, of course, it makes sense that teenagers, young adults, um, the youth who populate social media heavily, who see so much on social media, only want to create an image that keeps their, that makes them look the best, you know? It makes sense. So I say all of this to say social media is their social currency. Now, you know, for, for me growing up in high school, I think people did care about Instagram and stuff like that. I just used to post me being cute on Instagram and my hair and like my outfits and I would promote my YouTube and stuff. But now... Because we have so many apps, apps that I don't even use. Like, I do not follow a lot of, not even a lot of, I don't really follow young teenagers. I don't know, I don't even understand the content that they post. Like, have y'all been on TikTok? Have y'all seen them kids dancing? 
Like I know I used to dance crazy, but I I don't I can't sometimes I can't even wrap my head around their memes and the content that they post. But if they see one person doing something, very it's very often that they're gonna keep trying to emulate that and keep trying to do that because they see that person reaching success socially. So they think that that is the formula to reach success socially, not necessarily even reach success. It's just more so a social thing because that's where they are. Um, does will this have long lasting effects? on their mental health potentially because I do feel there are some older adults people my age people within my age group who put a lot of pressure on themselves to look good on the internet but they don't even they're not even like good people in person they're not even good people in in real life and I think a lot of people forget that that's what's most important are you a, a decent human being for real because when this social media shit go down when it when when shit really hit the fan who are you QTNA. So I found something interesting. Um, I'm sure some of you are aware of this, but if you're not, I'm going to put you on. So in 2014, China initiated the social credit system. It is a national reputation system that is being developed by the Chinese government. And by 2020, it is intended to standardize the assessment of citizens and businesses, economic and social reputation. It is called their social credit. Essentially, it's very similar to our credit scores. Like, did you pay your damn bills on time? <laughs> did you pay your student loans? And if you essentially are not being a good person, in their eyes and being a good person comes in the form of paying your bills on time but also speeding tickets are you um what else does it say <laughs> sorry are you paying your bills on time are you actually carrying out your national duties whether that's like um jury duty are you going to the military um and I do believe that they will be penalizing people for like sharing fake news online or being disruptive and inappropriate on the internet. Um, essentially, you will be either praised or you will be exiled or punished for not cooperating within the limits of what China, the Chinese government believes to be socially acceptable. In my eyes, I feel that this is gonna like breed a community or it's another way to keep people marginalized. And when you marginalize communities or marginalized communities are often disadvantaged or they become disadvantaged, they become poor, and these things typically lead to violence. So I brought this up because essentially we are living in um, an episode of Black Mirror. And I don't remember the exact episode of Black Mirror, but people literally only acted good or they only came off a certain way because they knew that they would be or they would receive praise or something good in return. So it wasn't goodness out of their actual, they weren't doing it out of the kindness of their heart or to do it intentionally. They were just doing it because they knew they would receive praise. So that's similar to, I would say, social media, how it is and how social media can be. People are not necessarily posting content because they genuinely care or they genuinely enjoy being a content creator or they genuinely enjoy sharing their experiences. A lot of people are sharing content and taking things from this person and trying to, you know, be like the next person because it works for them. So maybe it is a good thing that we won't have likes. But then again, it's always going to be something.
So now I want to get into another point that people brought up when it came to this content. Well, not this content. When it came to this concept of Instagram removing likes, um, people wanted to. People had a lot to say about will this affect influencers um, and will the algorithm be actually curating content based off of interest. So as an influencer, I don't, I don't even really think it, it matters when I was serving as, well, not even serve. I, when I was a PR assistant for a PR firm, I would look at different influencers pages and like natural hair influencers, beauty influencers, when I would just go on my scouting, my recruiting missions, I wasn't so wrapped up in how many likes they received or how many followers they had. I will only get alarmed if someone had, I, let's say, 100,000 subscribers or 100,000 followers on Instagram and only 10 people liked a post. So for me, that sends off a red flag because it kind of shows me that your community is not engaged at all. So it, in a sense, it wouldn't be really worthwhile working with you because you can't keep a community engaged. And that is the whole point of being an influencer is, in a sense, not I won't say the whole point, but it is a huge point or a huge role in being an influencer is being able to garner um, a community, cultivate a community, keep that community engaged by the content that you do create. Okay. Not by how many likes you can get, but how can you keep them involved? How are, how are they engaging with you, your content? Are they interested? Are they sharing their feedback? Are they letting you know that they are enjoying what you're doing? That's the, that's, that's the real premise of it. Not can you get 12,000 likes? Because I'm not expecting someone with 6,000 um, subscribers to get 12,000 likes. But what I am expecting to see on their content is people really interested in what they're doing, how they're doing it, and wanting more of that. So it doesn't matter if you have 2,000 likes or 500 likes, but I just want to see is your community engaged. With a lot of um, industries being oversaturated, specifically the in industry when it comes to influencers and bloggers, it is oversaturated, but not really. Brands and companies are really, 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 really interested in seeing, can you, are you speaking to a niche audience? Not, are you speaking to the masses? Because the masses, it could be anybody. You know, that, those, those, that number count can be very flawed and it's, it cannot be engaged. And when I say, um, a niche community or a specific community, I would say like, give an example, the natural hair community. I speak to girls who have three C to four A hair. They live in the U S they might have attended college or they are currently attending college. They're black, they're Afro Latina. Um, they have a little extra money here and there to splurge on products. They love to be on Instagram. They like internet, you know, they like YouTube that's my niche community. You know, those are the people that I speak to. I don't speak to the Chinese American experience or the Chinese experience, the Indian experience. The I, I don't speak to all of those experiences. May I have some similarities and may some people within those communities be interested in what I have to say? Potentially, yes. However, I know my audience and that's the importance of being an influencer is knowing your audience and not trying to stare, not trying to be so broad that you're not speaking to anyone. Nobody's really listening to what you're saying. So that's what companies and brands are looking for. They're looking for micro or nano influencers now opposed to these um, huge influencers, these macro influencers or these macro bloggers because 
they're not getting a return or they're not seeing a return on their investment. And honestly, neither are these macro influencers. Yes, people are raving for them. They want their content. They're engaged in their content. But oftentimes, it's not the same when you can speak to that that small group of people who really rock with the the person that they're following or that they're supporting and that they're in, they're actually engaged. They care when they're posting. They care what they have to say. They're reading their blog posts. They're liking every video. They're sharing the videos with their friends. That's who they want to speak to, but they most importantly want to speak to people that they're trying to market to. Like I said, data. And the more that these brands can get and these companies can get into more niche groups, the more money they can get. So they do that by utilizing smaller YouTubers, influencers, bloggers, opposed to larger ones because they want to cover their, they want to cover every track, every corner. They want to leave no stone unturned. So lastly, I would say in regards to the algorithm and Instagram, I don't feel like much will change when you really think about it. Instagram's algorithm is not based on um, chronological order. It's based on how engaged that post is. And when I say how engaged, how many likes did it receive? How many people are commenting on it? How fast is the person who posted that actual content engaging with the people? Because that helps boost your um, content. When you, when say you posted your video or a, a picture on Instagram, are you commenting back? Not, are you commenting back instantly? Are you waiting an hour? So you didn't, you didn't engage back, so it's not necessarily going to prompt your post. You want to make sure that you're actually engaging with the people who are engaging with you, and it's going to help boost your post. You got to do that with like within the first 10 minutes type shit. Stop trying to be so bougie and not, you know, engage with people. You need to be engaging with the people who are engaging with you. Um, so essentially what I'm saying is Instagram is going to promote the content that is garnering the most attention. They don't do chronological order anymore. Who on this platform is being, who is, who is the most, who's getting the most attention? That's why they have the explore page. The explore page is a page where it's, yes, it's the things that you are interested in, but most importantly, it's the things that you're interested in and that other people are very, very interested in and it's getting a lot of attention. That is the explore page. So the algorithm is going to stand the same. Even though likes are being hidden, you, those people that are garnering these likes, they're still, their pages are still going to be prompted or promoted based off of people engaging in it. So what does that mean for influencers? What does that mean with someone who is trying to promote their business? What does that mean for people who want to make a name for themselves on social media and put themselves out there on social media? You have to do the work. You have to create engaging content that people actually want to see. You can't just post bullshit anymore. It's not 2008, and you can't just post anything. I'm not saying pay so much attention to detail that you forget to be an authentic person when it comes to your content, but what I am saying is make shit shake. You know, innovate on this platform. Try new things. Stop trying to be a sheep and be like everybody else and take someone else's blueprint to success and think that it's going to work for you because it's not content is king and every you have to find new ways to get your voice out there and to get your content out there that's why it's important to be across different social media platforms i don't just have a youtube channel i have a youtube channel i have an instagram i have a twitter you need to have a website i don't got one yet it's not official it will be soon but you need to have a website too because what if all this shit go away what if instagram Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, what if it's deleted tomorrow? How are people going to find you? What data do you have on your supporters? 
You don't because if Instagram was to delete today, I know that they have places where they store their data. So they have your email address. So they could create a new app if they're, if Instagram just went poof, goodbye, they could create a new app tomorrow and tell you to come sign up because they have your email. So what are you doing with your business and with your brand to make sure that you have a, not a leash on your audience, but have a handle on the people that are engaging with you? So that's where I'm going to end this podcast. <laughs> um, honestly, I would just say the sooner that people realize that you just got to be yourself on this internet is the sooner you will see success. You have to utilize your voice, the knowledge that you know, and keep learning and keep growing to be successful. It's not about being cute. It's not about being trendy. It's not about being popular. It's about actually utilizing your voice, I would say, for the greater good and being impactful and being intentional rather than focusing on being trendy and what's hot. So yeah, this is Thursday's episode. I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you all so much for listening to what I have to say. I hope you, if you have any um, feedback or anything, definitely let me know your thoughts and be sure to follow Brand Like a Girl on Instagram at brandlikeagirl.co. See you next Tuesday and I hope you all have an amazing weekend.